GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by two men I would like to see cursed and zombified. Um... <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Happy birthday, Duke. <laughs> uh, You're Hover- still older than me. That's fair. Hovercraft Joe is here, and obviously uh, Jody is here, the birthday boy. Uh, oh, okay, I would like to say, obviously, I'm the person that's on this podcast with you every episode. No, no, no I'm Jody saying obviously a- because they heard him talk. I don't know if they recognize Jody's laugh that well. Listen, obviously, whatever. You said it. You, you said it the way it's like, obviously the birthday, but you think people know that Jody's birthday. Maybe they you do. You how many people listen to this that know Jody's birthday? The two people recording this with us. <laughs> that's probably it. No, I'm pretty sure you've got super fans now that are going to they're gonna Facebook stalk you. and. I no, hope you not. like me posting nothing. <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot of Anyways, that. you're right. Yes, you're right. You're right. Jody is here. He hasn't, you haven't been on in a while, and we're continuing the tradition of not letting you pick what movie you're on to talk about. I mean, last time you guys let me pick, we recorded in person. That's true. <laughs> well, I don't even well, know what it was. Thor, Ragnarok. Oh, that's right. Oh, well, I even brought a good a, movie. Hey, oh, hold on, hold high. on. I seem to recall you enjoying this movie. This movie? Yeah, I thought I I have a vague recollection of you mentioning that you enjoyed this movie. That's why I said, "Hey, why don't we see if Jody can be on?" Uh, sure. Well, I don't know about that. I'm clearly well known for my memory. So, well, anyways, we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl, which is the first one in the series. Uh, do you guys say Caribbean or Caribbean? What do you think? I know obviously Caribbean sounds better for the movie title, but in real life, do you ever say Caribbean instead of Caribbean? Or what do you say? I think it depends on what I'm talking about. If I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, I say Caribbean. (laughs) Therefore, I'm going to the Caribbean. I I was going to this entire podcast, call it Pirates of the Caribbean, just to irritate people. Well, you do you. I mean, Sphinx isn't here, so if you want to play his role, feel free. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So this movie is released on June 28, 2003, so right before my birthday uh, in 2003. Um, What uh, You kind of brought this movie, I don't want to say to us because we've all seen it before, LPJ, but this is your suggestion. So why don't you go first and kind of talk about your history with it yeah um well i remember like i remember seeing the trailer for this when we went and saw um the lord of the rings uh two towers it was kind of like when they first released the trailer for this and i remember thinking to myself oh man that looks a lot better than i expected it to and kind (laughs) of seeing johnny depp up there being a weirdo um for whatever reason it, it it just i was intrigued by it and I'm fairly certain we went to see it, not necessarily for your birthday, but we saw it pretty soon after it came out, if not opening night, to our yeah, recollection. I, def- I definitely feel like we saw it in the theaters when it came out. That seems right to me. I don't have a specific memory or like attached to it, but I, I do remember seeing it in the theaters. And I do feel like, you know, it's it, 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 the timing of it is like a summer blockbuster. So it seems like something we would have seen. And, and it's something that Aaron definitely went to go with me to see. And that's gen- the only time she ever really, really goes to see movies with me. Usually is when we're all in a group going to see a movie. Could be. At least what at that time. You? What about you? Jody, do you have any recollection if we all saw this movie together in the theater? I can only assume that we saw it. 2003, I mean, who else would I have seen it with at that time? I can't think of anyone else. That's Um, that's fair. I have more memory of seeing a later Pirates of the Caribbean movie in theaters. (laughs) 
not the movie. I don't even know which movie it was. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right, Joe? Yeah, you could probably tell that story at some point because if if we ever get to a point where we're going to cover the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie on this, I will not show up because I hate the third movie. Um, So, um, yeah, I I mean, I guess it's kind of a shared history. You know, we all saw it. I mean, is this a movie that you guys have gone back to a lot? I feel like I've seen this first one a lot. Like, I hadn't sat down and watched it. All, all the way through in a while, but I do feel like it's a movie I've seen a ton of times uh, when it was on TV and I, you know, I own the DVD and all, and all that kind of stuff. So it was on TV a lot. Um, yeah. Like I, I was it probably TBS or TNT or something. Um, but it, it used to like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies uh, in general used to constantly be on. Um, mm-hmm. So I've seen, I've, I've seen, a, I've seen a lot of bits and pieces of it over and over again. But this is the first time I think I sat down and watched the whole thing start to finish since I bought the DVD when it came out. Did everybody watch it on Disney Plus? Well, yeah, I did. I we I watched it in the last two years. We showed it to Avery. We sh- okay. she'd never seen. It. I mean, she's familiar with the ride and everything, but yeah. she'd never seen it, so we showed it to her. It, I was going to ask because you're our resident. Uh, because Tush is in here, you're a resident Disney expert. Is the Pirates of the Caribbean ride one of your favorites there? Is the one you go on every time you're there? I do go on it every time I'm there. Um, there was one scene, I'll bring it up when we get there, that is legit stolen directly from oh, yeah. the ride. 100%. Well, and, the, and, I, and I guess that's the thing. Like, It's hard to kind of remember now that it's gone on to be such a big franchise and there's, what, five movies in the in the franchise. and But like this is... I mean, not based on, but this is a Disney theme park ride, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, right. No, like I mean, they didn't. It is based on a Disney theme park ride. Like that's what they had. They had this scene. Um, you know, they had the ride, and they wanted to make a movie based on this this ride for years. Like they've been trying to get this movie made since the early '90s, um, with various writers attached to it and directors attached to it. So it's not like it came out of the blue for Disney, but you know, it it it's something that kind of no one I don't think anybody expected the movie to turn out the way it was based on what it's based on, you know what I mean? Right. Well, it is kind of a weird thing it, it, to look back in retrospect like at the time it seems weird. It's like, yeah, it's a Disney movie based on one of their rides about like pirates. And it's kind of like, well, like who's this movie for? Like, you know, it doesn't like in a vacuum thinking about it back then, it's kind of like, well, wait, what's going on with this movie? But like, it's now it's like, Oh yeah. It's like, I think I I saw in my research that it's like the 10th most profitable film series of all time. Like, so but it is kind of weird to think of in 2003 where they're like, yeah, we're making a movie about this Disney pirate ride where it's like if, and I, listen, I only been on the ride once in my life, but if I remember correctly, you just like sit in a boat and it like takes you through a bunch of like animatronics and stuff. Right. It's not like mostly what's really funny though, is this comes out, it's popular. Then they immediately shut down the ride at Disney world and Disneyland for like two years to add in Johnny Depp and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah. So like at its peak, you would think like peak popularity, they shut it down so they can add in the Johnny Depp. I mean, the Tush <laughs> loves it. I don't remember it before Johnny Depp because um, oh. I've only been to Disney World once as a child. I mean, a lot of times since I've been married. So yeah, I only yeah. am familiar with Johnny Depp version. Yeah, I don't remember my one time through it because it was in 1987. So yeah. <laughs> those, those memories are a bit foggy these days. You I don't went... remember everything from when you were seven? <laughs> I went no. in like 92, but and we went on it, but I don't even really remember. Like I, I remember it more from three years ago when we went, obviously, than, than when I was you know 12 and went. No right. shit. Wow. I was gonna. I was. Wow. I was. I almost commented, been like, "Oh, really? It's really late. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's late, guys. You know, I got a little bit of a sinus thing going on. My brain's not. No, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Whatever. Um, okay. Okay. Let's let's talk about some more of the numbers. This movie has a budget of 140 million dollars, which sounds about right. This is a expensive, big looking movie. I actually, I'm kind of surprised it's not a little bit more for like. 
everything that's going on in this movie and the boats and the sets and everything. Well, uh, at, at that time, though, in 2003, $140 million was a ton of money. Like, that's true. now $200, 250000000 million is kind of, that's a lot of money for a movie. But that wasn't until, like, you know, 2010 is when they started right. to make, like, after... Really, after um, Avatar is where they really started to make huge budget films like that. That makes sense. Uh, so this movie has a domestic gross of $305 million and a worldwide gross of $654 million. So yeah, that like and I like I said, I feel like this was not a movie that they thought was going to be this big right like they couldn't have thought that i mean like obviously every time you put out a movie you probably hope that it's going to make a lot of money but you probably didn't think that this movie's going to make over half a billion dollars right no, i was reading at one point in pre-production michael eisner who was the head of disney at the time almost shut the movie down because he thought it was no one was going to go see it but I like the idea that he shut it down because their uh, movie, The Country Bears, did yeah. so poorly yep. <laughs> that he's like, oh, apparently we can't have movies based on any of our rides. So he wanted When are you guys doing that movie? That's a, <laughs> hey, that's a Tush we'll, movie, 100%. <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do Disney Month. We'll do that. We'll do the uh, Haunted Mansion, um, Tomorrowland. It'll be great. Um, okay. So this has a Rotten Tomatoes of 80%, which is actually a little bit higher than I thought it would be for the Rotten Tomatoes score, and a audience score of 86%, which is probably about right. Sure. Considering how widely this movie played, like audience-wise, that makes sense. Okay. T- top grossing movies of 2003, which surprisingly, we've done way more movies in 2003 than I thought, and this is what I think... Uh, Jody's either third or fourth movie in 2003 that he's talked about with us. So, so okay. Fast and Furious. So, There's got to be a Fast and well, Furious movie in there. Yeah. Well, remember and remember the thing about <clears throat> X Men. Oh, well, no. Right. Uh, well, anyways, hold on. Let me get. <laughs> so, uh, number one uh, top grossing movie of 2003 is Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Okay. Uh, number two is Finding Nemo, and number three is this movie: Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. Now, other movies that we have covered on this podcast in 2003 are uh, number six, X2, X-Men 2, number 11, Bad Boys 2, number 15, Too Fast, Too Furious, which Jody was on, uh, number 35, Freddy vs. Jason, number 63, The Rundown, which is another movie Jody did with us, and then number 82, Cradle to the Grave. Wow. Yeah, I was very surprised. I was like, oh, maybe we've done like one or two movies. No, we've done a lot of movies in 2003. That's crazy. Um, Okay. Uh, Cast of this movie. Um, We mentioned Johnny Depp as uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, which, I mean, I'll get this out of the way. Might as well talk about it now. I'm not a big Johnny Depp fan. I, I don't, in general, I don't like the guy. But I do like him in this movie. I like his performance as Captain Jack Sparrow, and I think it holds up. Like, it's a very unique thing he did, and it's a very realized character, and it holds up. Like, it's still enjoyable to watch him in this movie and in the series, I guess. Because I've, I, I've seen four of these, five of these movies. I've never seen the fourth one, um, but I might watch it. I don't know if it's any good. Have you guys seen the On Stranger Tides? I've I only seen the seen... fourth or the fifth. I, I've seen the fifth one. I've only seen the first two. Oh shoot! Well, don't I've ever seen the watch first the third three. One. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not watching it, the Canton Seven, it's not worth watching. Ooh. So Yikes. just, just, Jody, just. I know you want to tell this, so just tell, tell when we saw the third Pirates movie at the Canton Cinema on Ford Road. Tell, tell what happened. So we're uh, waiting for the movie to start, and all of a sudden, a bunch of employees of the theater come in with like a cardboard pirate ship and proceed to put on a skit instead of like previews in the front of the theater. <laughs> LBJ, like, your oh, face is like when we were watching uh, that Adam Sandler movie on Frankation this year. Oh, Jack and Jill. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like it was like opening night for the third Pirates movie and we're just like waiting for it to start. And mind you, that movie's like, I feel like eight hours long. I know that's exaggerating. I feel like they um, get longer and longer like with each progressive movie. But go ahead. Yeah. 
Um, but um, yeah, and then they just like come out and do this like skit about being pirates. And me and Jody are like, what the fuck is going on? That's um, the only thing I could tell you about the movie at all. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, back to the cast. So we mentioned Johnny Depp. You got Orlando Bloom as Will Turner. Uh, Kira Knightley as Elizabeth, Elizabeth Swan. Which, by the way, I always knew she was young, but I guess I forgot that she, she was only 17 when they filmed this movie. Yeah. And she was, like, 18 when it came out. Like, that's... Like, I knew she was young in this movie. I didn't realize she was 17 at the time of filming. That that's seems crazy. crazy, actually. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, so when Johnny Depp is hitting on her, it's like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, very <laughs> creepy. Um, and then the only other person that I wanted to mention was uh, Jeffrey Rush as uh, Captain Barbosa. Uh, what about you, LPJ? Anyone else? Oh, you know what? Sorry, I do want to mention that, uh, and I had to double check this because I, I, I think it's obviously one of her like first roles, but uh, Zoe Saldana is in this movie. Uh-huh. And like I literally... I guess I didn't realize that, but I was watching it, and I was like, is that Zoe Saldana? And I had to, like, pull it up and see, but she is in it in a small part. Uh, yeah. Anyone else that you want to mention? Uh, Jonathan Price is the governor, Governor Swan. He's, uh, you know, Jonathan Price is the bad guy in Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, uh-huh. all right. Um, uh, so Morty, or I'm sorry, Marty, the dwarf, uh, the dwarf pirate on Jack's crew, is played mm-hmm. by Martin Kleba, who's from Michigan, who unfortunately passed away recently. But you know, R.I.P. Martin uh, Kleba. Man, is that it? Man, this movie's um, really stumping you. No, the I mean, there's actors. just not a lot of like. There's a lot of background actors, but none of them have really any lines, and the ones that do aren't really known for anything else. Like the two pirate, the two like goofy pirate goons, are. Um, just like background py- background actors in a bunch of like Australian and English movies. So there's really nothing I could even come up with uh, f- for any of that. All right. That's fair enough. Um, okay. Excuse me. Let's do a couple uh, net words if you guys are ready. And let's start with LPJ and start with Jeffrey Rush. What do you think for Jeffrey Rush? I don't can't think of anything for Sweet Sweet's money that he has. He's got that sweet, sweet on Stranger Tides money. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you can <laughs> reference a different movie in the series. Sure, sure I can. Uh, right. It's my show. Right, I guess there's no rules. All right, go ahead. Uh, $40 million. Okay. What about you, Jody? Uh, he has that sweet, sweet narrated the Minions movie. I'll say $15 million. <laughs> Uh, right on the button, LPJ, $40 million. I know, for for us not knowing any of his movies, he's clearly making money. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, next up, well, we'll start with Jody. Uh, we got Kira Knightley. She's got that sweet, sweet played one of the stand-ins for Senator Padme Amidala in one of the first two prequels. I can't remember which one it was. What do you think? Wow, uh, ooh, that seems like a That seems like she probably has a lot, so $40 million. Okay, what do you think, LBJ? Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet, in every Jane Austen movie my wife loves money. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'll go $30 million. Wow, you guys low-balling Kira Knightley. $80 million wow. for Kira Knightley. I'm surprised by that, actually. Hey, she's been working since she was 17, yo. Clearly. Um, okay, next up. Orlando Bloom. I mean, he's got that sweet, sweet, we're going to put Legolas in the three Hobbit movies for no apparent reason money. What do you think, uh, LBJ? Mm, he's got that sweet, sweet, likes to build Legos with his wife, Katy Perry money. Um... <laughs> Does he get a lot of money for that? <laughs> I don't know. I think he spends a lot of money on it. Do you get a lot of money for building Legos with your wife? I wish. Um... <laughs> He's got to have a fair amount of money. I'm going to go 120 million. Okay. What do you think, uh, Jody? I think 80 million. No, sorry. $40 million. I (laughs) I got ahead of myself. $40 million. $40 million. Okay. Yeah, spoiler. I just maybe gave you a clue for the last one. Uh, Finally, Johnny Depp. Uh, it's really interesting when you look up Johnny Depp because then you can look about how much money he used to have and all the things he used to spend money on. 
So I'm going to say Johnny Depp, he's got that sweet, sweet, you suspend $30,000 a week on wine money. <laughs> so uh, what do you think, uh, Jody, for Johnny Depp? Well, he has that sweet, sweet Dave pays him on OnlyFans money. <laughs> so $120 million. Okay. What do you think? Ooh, uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to go. He's got that sweet, sweet. Um, I can't think of anything super obscure. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet, and- sleepy hollow money. <laughs> uh, I'll go $150 million. Hundred and fifty million, right on the button. Way to go, LPJ. That's super two, fan. Two take out that. Of four. Take that tush. <laughs> uh, that that's all I did. Um, director is Gore Verbinski. Um, did he direct all or the first three pirate movies? At least the first three. Um, okay. I don't remember what else he did. I mean, he did like you know, he did some other movies, obviously, but I don't remember if he did the other ones or not. Um, he did. Like Rango and the Ring. Um, oh, he's he he also directed that uh, terribly received uh, Lone Ranger uh, remake. Oh, that's they did, right. Which, with Johnny Depp, he so, loves Johnny Depp. Yeah, apparently he does. Wasn't he he, did, wasn't uh, Johnny Depp in Rango too? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, um, doesn't look like he's directed much since that Lone Ranger one went uh, belly up. So um, you know what? Uh, that's fair. <laughs> So, okay, writing credits on this are, like, one of those ones where there's, like, 800 people listening. So you have Screen Story by Ted Elliott, Terry Rosio, Stuart Beadle, and Jay Wolpert, and then you have a screenplay by Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio. And, so, and it, uh, like, the genesis of this movie is kind of interesting because um, there's been all kinds of rumors about how it actually started what this original script was and um, kind of where the idea came from. Obviously it's based on the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, ride itself, but um, kind of the rumors started back in the early nineties about a, a, a screenplay written for a video game called the curse of monkey Island, um, which is something that uh, uh, um, Lucas films, it's a Lucas film game and they had hired Ted Elliott actually to go in and write a script for them. And he had a script developed for the curse of the monkey Island game. Um, and then at one point they had some other guys come in from to ILM to kind of just see what's, what was going on. And they were working on a pirates of the Caribbean script. And then magically the, the curse of monkey Island script got kind of canceled. The project was canceled. And then a couple years later, this shows up. And what's interesting is a lot of the characters and a lot of the, set pieces and sort of character design is very reminiscent, if not ripped off completely from the curse of the monkey Island games. Um, quick, quick, quick question. Didn't you do an episode of the legend of retro about that? I was getting to that. Yep. So if you go oh. back to uh, the legend of retro from a couple years ago, uh, that's another podcast on our network here on GameZilla media. You can actually hear about the game curse of monkey Island. And I talk a little bit about how this movie is, how it's based on this movie. Um, but what's really crazy is, so Ted Elliott based The Curse of Monkey Island on On Stranger Tides, the book. This movie is based on The Curse of Monkey Island. Uh, and then they did the third movie, On Stranger Tides, based on the book, based on all kinds of other things as well. So it, it's sort of all, like the influences of this movie kind of come from a lot of different places. Um uh, I, I don't want to embarrass you on your own podcast, but that's the fourth movie. Fourth series, movie. So. My apologies. The one I haven't seen. <laughs> you said you've only seen the first two. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but it, but and then they, they've always denied that it's based on the video game. But you can kind of see, you know, if you're familiar with the video game, the main character in the video game, Guybrush Threepwood, is very much um, Orlando Bloom's character, uh, the governor in it. In in uh, Governor Marley in the game is very much Elizabeth Swan. Uh, Barbosa is very much LeChuck, who is in the game. And then there's a scene in the second movie that's taken directly from the video game where they go and visit the uh, voodoo priestess using a shrunken head to guide them to the hut, uh, which is all taken directly from the game as well. So uh, I guess if you want to see a Monkey Island movie, this is pretty much it. 
Uh, ooh, oh, Joe, Joe, you all right? He's choking. <laughs> I took I took a bad sip of my drink. I was trying to keep it off camera, but you had to bring it on pod. So yes, I am okay. Good. Um, okay, so here's kind of something that was kind of I don't want to say shocking to me, but like. And I know we're going to play part of it, but the, sure. the music for this is very iconic to me. Like, you recognize it. It's a thing. And I assumed that it was written by one of our, like, buddies who's on these podcasts all the time, you know? Like, but then I look it up and it says it's Klaus Badalette? Badalette? Yeah. Um, but I, but he ahead. is, I think the reason why we think that is because he's one of Hans Zimmer's guys. Um, and you know how Hans Zimmer is. Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer writes music for a lot of movies, but in the reality is Hans Zimmer has a lot of people writing music for him that he kind of puts his name on. Um, so it's sort of right. the Hans Zimmer workshop issuing this, the music for a lot of these movies. And 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 this guy um, Klaus is one of his um, kind of disciples. Uh, so that's kind of why it sounds I- like that. Did you see that originally they wanted they were going to get Alan Silvestri to do the music? Yeah. Even so much so that there's like posters that exist that say like music composed by Alan Silvestri. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Uh, he's like, he's like, can I bring in the uh, steel drums? <laughs> Wait, is that him who did the steel drums? I always get confused. Yeah, I think he yeah, was, it was him. Did the music. Okay, got it. Um, but we're going to play like the main theme from the movie, right? Yep, this is kind of the one that everybody knows. Um, it's the one you hear in a million different commercials and a million <laughs> different trailers. It's sort of used everywhere now. Uh, so this is kind of the main Pirates of the Caribbean theme. And it's very, I mean, it's very piratey. It it feels I, like I, a I pirate love, movie. I like that music a lot. It's I love very it. Rousing. It's very like it's very good. Like it's it's very good. Like and it, to me, it immediately makes me think of this movie. Like, yes, or the series, I guess. Like, you know, but I I love that theme. And it's great because it just gets right in it. Like it doesn't. There's a lot of themes where. It's a good minute, minute and a half of buildup, and then it finally gets into the theme. This does not mess yeah. around. This is like, this gets right into the theme. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely doesn't mess around. I know there's sometimes when we're preparing the, the clip, oh and you're like, Ugh, I got to skip ahead like a minute and thirty seconds to get to a recognizable part. So, yeah. um, uh, okay, so I did look up the taglines for this movie. There's only two. Um, the two taglines are the first one is prepare to be blown out of the water. Oh, okay. All right. And then the, then the second one, the second one is over 3000 islands of paradise for some. It's a blessing for others. It's a curse. I don't, they went to two islands in this movie. I don't know if 3000 mentioning 3000 means really anything. Well, you I didn't watch the saying, bonus features of the other t- 2900 <laughs> no i didn't you know i didn't have that kind of time i have to i have to say that all i like that all i could think of but i definitely kept thinking of uh the uh lonely island song with michael bolton about jack sparrow yeah especially like because every it's time so they good every time they mentioned tortuga in this movie i'm like <laughs> oh yeah it's, uh, the isle of tortuga um Okay, so anything else that you guys want to mention uh, before we kind of start talking about the plot of this movie? I saw it was they uh, said it was Disney's first PG thirteen release. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I thought that, that was kind of interesting. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, because I mean, what was their um, touchstone? What was touchstone? Yeah, that's I think where they used to release movies that were like over PG. But yeah, that that was interesting to me that like this is a. Because I mean, two thousand three. 
Like, it's not, I mean, now it's, like, a long time ago, but, like, that seems like for Disney's existence for the first time that they put out one, so. Well, PG-13, like, in that time frame, PG-13 had only been around for 20 years at that point, because it didn't come out until, like, 83 is when PG-13 was first released. So, and in that time, they used Touchstone a lot for their more, you know, their less kid-friendly movies. Right. No, that makes sense. Um, anything else, or should we get into it? Let's get into it. There's there's two and a half hours of this movie we need to cover. So, yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll buzz through it. Uh, okay, so the movie starts off uh, on the ocean. I don't know why I have to point that out, but of course, it's a pirate movie. It takes place on the ocean. Um, which, by the way, did you say they actually only filmed six days actually on yeah. the ocean? That's crazy. Which is wild because I think if you look, like I can't remember what it was. I saw it in the notes, but like the actual like. The amount of time they spent filming this movie was like quite a bit. It was like six months or something. I feel like that they were filming this movie. It was like from yeah. October to like March or something. It took a long time. Or um, but anyway, so like we're, we we there's like a little girl. She's on a boat. Uh, we're introduced to Mister Gibbs, who Jody told me in a private conversation is his favorite character in the franchise. Um, so uh, they they find like a, a little kid floating on a raft. Um, there, there's a boat that's destroyed. It's on fire. Uh, they bring him on board. He has like a, it's like a pirate. It's like a gold coin, but he's wearing it as like a necklace, I guess. Like a medallion, like a, yeah. It's a pretty it, big it's coin. Got like a, yeah, it's like, and it's got like, a, yeah, medallion. Let's call him medallion. So he's it's like a skull that. on it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a like a skull. Yeah, and like uh, she, the little girl takes it because she thinks they're gonna think that he's like a pirate because it's got like a pirate skull on it. Um, but then we like flash forward and it's now the, the girl is all growing up and she was having a dream about this memory. And that's who Kira Knightley is. Uh, Elizabeth Swan, I'll probably call her Kira Knightley for most of my notes. Um, so she's the governor's daughter on what's the Island they live on called? Port Anybody? Royal. Oh, thanks. Super food. <laughs> and you said you hated this movie. Yeah, I didn't say I hated it. It's just a movie. So, wow. <laughs> I I want This is like we. Uh, so when you were you you sent us the you texted us both and asked Jody if he wanted to do this movie and he and then he texted me one off. He's like, "Is this an action movie?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know what else you would call it." He's like, "An adventure movie." I'm like, "Well, that's kind of splitting hairs." Yeah, so we. I mean, we did goodies. Well, <laughs> I know some yeah. of the movies that you deny are way more an action movie than this. Well, I mean, movies aren't always denied just because of whether or not we think they're an action movie. So, um, but anyway, so she's the governor. Sometimes daughter. that's just the excuse I give you, so you'll shut up. <laughs> Aww. Um, okay, so the grown-up little boy from the beginning of the movie—that's Will Turner. That's Orlando Bloom. Um, and they're kind of like they still know each other. They live in the island. He works for the blacksmith. Blah blah blah. Um, we're introduced to Johnny Depp. As Captain Jack Sparrow, he's like coming into dock on that boat that's like sinking, which is kind of cool. And I like how it gets to the dock, like right as it like basically the whole thing sinks and he just like walks off. Yep. It. That's pretty great. Um, uh, we first hear about uh, the Black Pearl, uh, which we'll hear a lot. If you did a drinking game for like every time they mentioned the Black Pearl in this, <laughs> you'd be you'd be done. Uh, so they're at like a ceremony for uh, this guy getting promoted to the Commodore, Commodore Lorrington, which I read, they said that like Commodore isn't actually like a rank in the British Navy. Like you would, someone wouldn't actually be called a Commodore. I don't, I mean, I don't know my, uh, Navy, British Navy, uh, terms that well. So, um, clearly they didn't research she, this very well. No, but like, uh, Keira Knightley's wearing like this corset that her dad got her and she like passes out because it's so, like, restricting and falls in the water, which I'm like, I definitely think she'd probably be hurt more from that fall, but maybe not. People dive off cliffs, so I don't know. Um, so, and, and so she lands in the water, and she's wearing that medallion, and when she lands in the water, it kind of sends out, like, a like a, like a pulse? Like I don't a shockwave, kind of? Like a shockwave, like a noticeable shockwave through the water. Um, Johnny Depp, he, uh, Jack Sparrow dives in and saves her. Uh, but then they like arrest him because he's a pirate. Um, he gets away from them. He hides in the blacksmith shop, uh, and that's when he has a fight with Orlando Bloom, like a sword fight. Because like Orlando Bloom, I guess, is actually making all the swords because uh, the uh, actual blacksmith is like a drunk who's like passed out. And I do like the sword fight that they have um, in the uh, the blacksmith shop. Yeah, it's great. Like you don't. Yes, you see sword fights in movies, 
but you don't really see sword fights, extended sword fights like this. Um, it's really good. Like, it's a really good sword fight. Yeah, and it's fun. I like, and they do it a lot in the series, but I like how they kind of, like, use different environments and kind of do interesting things with the yeah. sword fights. You know, they're not just, like, like in this one, they're, like, getting launched they're in the on, air. like, that balance beam. Yeah, and they, they do all kinds of interesting stuff. It's so, got a, um, almost like a Jackie Chan element to it where he's using the environment yeah, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, in a certain way. I and agree. then the blacksmith um, wakes up and he looks like the tush. So, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I saw that. That was one of my notes. I was like, the blacksmith looks like the tush. For yeah, all those so, wondering what the tush looks like, there you yeah, go. There it is. The blacksmith from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean, Chris Blackboro. Um, so Johnny Depp gets caught again, and then when they're in the prison, and this is in my notes, like the thing with the dog—that's from the ride, right? Where the that's guys are the, the ride cell. scene right there. Where they're trying to get the dog to give him the keys. Um, yep. I was gonna say, like, I felt like I Which, remember them saying it's that. also in it's also in the uh, Curse of Monkey Island game as well. <laughs> this this guy, we get it. You like the Curse of Monkey Island? I'm just saying this movie ripped off a lot of stuff. <laughs> so uh, that's why I want to do this movie because he's already done it on Legend of Retro. <laughs> there it is. Um, so, uh, he's locked up, the Black Pearl shows up, and they start attacking the island, and I'm like, man, the pirates are, I mean, I get it, they're pirates, are, man, they really kill a lot of people on this island, I think I kind of forgot about that, um, they, they kill a lot of people, um, they kidnap, uh, Kira Knightley, because they're trying to, we don't know yet, we don't know this yet, but they're trying to find that medallion, and she has it, because she took it from Will when he was a kid, um, and, and I, this is the first of the many times of the joke where she, she uses the term parlay to like uh, be able to talk to the captain. So they take her to, to meet right. Barbosa, you know? Um, and then like, that's kind of the weird thing where like we're, we're introduced to them and Barbosa and she's like, well, Hey, uh, she tells him that her name is will uh, uh, Elizabeth Turner. Uh, so they think that he, that, and the reason like, why she like does, I, the reason why she does is, she doesn't want them to know that she's the governor's daughter. Right. Well, and I feel like maybe it would be easier to kind of explain like the, the whole curse and the curse yeah, of the yeah, black pearl, yeah. like just explain it and get it out of the way. So, okay. And if I miss something, please help me on it. So sure. the black pearl was Jack Sparrow's ship. His first mate was Barbosa. Uh, they were going to go and get this Aztec pirate gold. Right. But the crew mutinied, left him stranded on an island, went and got it without him. They got the Aztec gold, they spent it a bunch of places, but there was a curse on it, and basically they became like living skeletons. Like they couldn't taste anything, they couldn't feel anything, and they couldn't be killed. Um, So in order to break the curse, they had to recollect all the coins from everywhere, and they had to to pay in blood, so they had to like bleed into the chest. Now, Will Turner's dad, William Turner, Bootstrap Turner, was part of the crew who didn't like that they, uh, you know, the mutiny on uh, Jack Sparrow. So they ended up killing him. They, like, sent him to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, but he had mailed the medallion to young Will Turner. So they are alerted to the presence of the medallion, and that's what they're trying to get so they can break the curse. Exactly. Yeah, they need the blood. They need they need the Turner blood and the medallion. And so they think Kira Knightley is the Turner that they're looking for because she had the medallion. And Johnny Depp figures this all out real early. Yes. Back because, in his, like, jail cell. Right, because she's like, hey, stop talking, stop attacking the island, and I'll give you the coin. And she does, but they still take her with her because she doesn't realize that they think that they need her to break the curse. Um, but you're right, because Orlando Bloom goes to kind of – because he wants them to go after her, and they're kind of being slow. So he goes to talk to Johnny Depp, and he's going to break him out. And he that's a, like he's like, oh, I'm Will Turner, and he, like, knows – because he served with his dad. Yep. Um, so he's like, uh, yeah, I'll t- get you out. We'll go find the Black Pearl. They steal a ship. Um, I like that little bit where they steal a ship, where they go to like the bigger ship. Yeah. Make them think that they're stealing that. And then when they all board that one, they swing over and take the smaller ship. That's a cool little bit. Yep. Um, and that is where he tells him that he knew his dad had a bootstrap bill. Uh, uh, okay. So then they go to Tortuga, <laughs> the Isle of Tortuga, uh, to get a crew. Uh, how would you describe Tortuga, guys? You know, it, Tortuga does look like the ride a lot. Like, that kind of atmosphere. There's a scene in the ride that's very similar to what Tortuga is. 
Like, it's basically just like a drunken pirate hoot nanny. Pleasure Island from Pinocchio. Yeah, it's Pleasure Island from <laughs> Pinocchio. Less donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> a lot less donkeys. I mean, still some donkeys probably. Some donkeys. Less donkeys. Less well, donkeys. yeah. I mean, donkey shows, um, I'm sure, happen there all the time. So, uh, Kira Knightley has dinner with Barbosa, and that's when she gets more of the background at, that we explained already with the curse and the asset right. gold and all this stuff. And that they find out that the moonlight reveals who they really are. Cause so like when they're in direct moonlight, they literally look like skeletons. Um, but it's also confusing. Cause it's like the moonlight reveals that they're actually skeletons, but then like seemingly later in the movie, it implies that when they're not in the moonlight, like they have skin and they're fine, but in the, in the moonlight, like, I don't know how that works. I don't, I don't think they can be that. killed, though, still. It's just an illusion. No, they can't. Out like, of the moonlight. Like, in the moonlight well, is when the, when the illusion kind of fades. See, but I don't think that's true, because when he sticks that bomb in the guy's, like, skeleton body, and then he pushes him out of the moonlight, and he can't, like, get to it, because he's like, oh, I got skin in my way, and then it, like, blows up, so. Oh, maybe. Anyways. I, anyways. Uh, or also, like, he's drinking and he's fine when they're not in the moonlight, and then he takes a big swig when they're in the moonlight, and it all drips through his skeleton bones. But anyways, that's that's neither here. When he's having there. dinner with uh, Keira Knightley, he is very hornily watching her eat food. <laughs> it's true. He's like, eat an apple. <laughs> it's true. And I'm like, this movie drives me crazy, because, like, I get it. That's how it was back then. But, like, the teeth are so gross. Everyone's teeth, all the pirates' teeth are just gross. Um, okay, so um, this is we get more of the backstory at this point about Jack being the cap- captain of the Black Pearl, blah, blah, blah. So they go to the island, the, the De Los Mortas. I can't remember what the island's called, the island where they got to put back the gold. Um, they think that they're about to break the curse because they put the coin back and they uh, cut, you know, they bleed Karen Knightley a little bit, but it doesn't break the curse. Um maybe I'm getting a little confused here. So Orlando Bloom knocks out Johnny Depp, right? And ends up saving Kira Knightley and they escape and leave Jack behind. That's what happens, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Jack gets caught. Uh, he tries to make a deal with Barbosa because he's like, hey, I know who the who you really need the blood of, right? Um, but I don't think he ever tells them, does he? No. He specific- specifically doesn't tell them so that they can't maroon him again and uh... – you know, just take the information and run. Right. Um, so they, they then we get like an extended like boat chase sequence with the black pearls going after the interceptor. Um, I kind I do like I love I love those. Um, especially this is the the best one you get in this one, but just like the the image of like two the boats next to each other yeah. just with the cannons like just like <laughs> and like they're like they're like out of like cannonballs and stuff so they're firing like silverware and everything out of the cannons it's a really cool sequence i, I like it a lot actually yeah it was cool uh, uh and the the monkey steals the medallion i like that the <laughs> i like when he's like he brings it back to barbosa and he's like oh thanks jack and they're like and like uh, Johnny Depp thinks he's talking to him, and he's like, "Oh no, we named the monkey Jack." Well, and and that was um, like the monkey just did that on his own. That wasn't part of the script. Oh really? Yeah, I was reading about that. They said that it, it just they, it just kind of happened on the fly, and then they added that little bit at the end. Oh, interesting. Um, so they blow up the interceptor of the boat, and you think like I feel like they're like. They're like, oh, they want you to think that like uh, Orlando Bloom got killed, but then like immediately it's like, oh, he's not dead. He's back on the boat and he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and they they all they all know that he's the right guy because they're like, oh, you look the spitting image of Bootstrap Turner. Um, so he's like, hey, I'll turn myself over if you don't kill like Kira Knightley and the crew. And they're like, okay, we'll do that. But then they take Jack Sparrow and Kira Knightley back to the island that they originally stranded him on and strand them both on the island right. again. Um, they, we find out that like, cause that was like the big thing. Everyone's like, well, how did you, how'd you get off the Island? And he, he never, there's like a big myth about how he got off the Island, but it turned out like the Island was used by like rum runners. <laughs> so he was only there for like three days the first time and they picked him up. Yeah. And so they and went so, back. Yeah. They went back to that little supply shack to see if, uh, you know, the rum runners had been there and they hadn't been there in quite a while, but there's plenty of rum. Yeah, and so they they're like they have a little thing where they're just they're drinking rum, 
and she's just it's kind of like a she's kind of conning him because she wants him to get so drunk that he like passes out because he wakes up in the morning and she started like this giant bonfire from all the rum and everything that was in the uh storage because she's like well the whole navy's looking for me so they'll be able to see this and they'll they'll come and find us but like i'm like yeah i know that they're looking for you but really like <laughs> they happen to see that fire and i don't know i thought it well was a- i mean when you're on the ocean and you see a giant plume of smoke it's going to be visible especially something that large it's going to be visible from a long way away yeah that's true all right so the the commodore and the governor show up and they save them uh, she wants to go save Will, but they're not about it. But she's like, hey, Commodore, I'll marry you. I'll agree to marry you if you go save uh, Will. Uh, I do like this little bit at the end where, like, basically Jack Sparrow is just double-crossing everyone. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'll help you guys. But then he goes into the cave and he's kind of like, hey, the Navy's out there. So, like, I'll help you if you – I'll help you steal their big boat if you give me the Black Pearl. And I'll, like – serve under you it's, it's kind of funny i was just like going back and forth with like all these all these allegiances and stuff it's a it's a it's a funny little bit um okay so uh i i really like that shot too because they send the the pirates out because they're gonna break the curse and he's like well don't break the curse yet uh because they send the pirates out to get the the big british boat and there's that shot where they're all like walking underwater and like pirate form i think that's pretty cool that right? was really cool it, it, i didn't expect that um, it, it was a neat little thing. Like, of course, you know, and it makes sense too because they're undead. They don't need to breathe. Yeah, why don't we just, you know, walk across the bottom of the ocean and ambush them that way? They'll never expect it. Right. Because so, at that point, uh, at that point, the navy doesn't know they're undead, right? Correct. No, no, okay. yeah, they don't know because they don't. They start attacking the Dauntless, which is the big ship, and that's when they kind of find out that they can't be killed. Um, so back in the cave, Jack sets. Uh, Orlando Boom free him and Barbosa have a fight now Jack had taken one of the coins out of the chest so at this point he's cursed so yeah. like he gets stabbed but he's like not dead and then he reveals him then he like steps back in the moonlight and you see he's a skeleton I thought you had to take like the money out of the cave but apparently you just had to take you just it had to take it out, out of the chest. chest they said right oh okay it's well. a chest like he grabbed a handful and like yeah, you and he, see him he go clink them. clink clink and then he takes one and you see him palm it Right. Um, okay. So, uh, Kira Knightley sneaks on board the Black Pearl. She sets the crew free, uh, but they're like, she wants them to go help him save Will, and they're like, nah, and they just like leave in the Black Pearl. Um, okay. So, they end up breaking the curse, um, and, and uh, Jack shoots Barbosa because, like, he has this gun, like, the whole movie, and it only has one bullet. And, like, the backstory is, is when they, like, marooned him on the island. Or when, when pirates get marooned, they give them, like, a gun with, like, one bullet. Basically, so you, like, would shoot yourself so you wouldn't starve to death. But he's been saving the, the gun to shoot, and he, he shoots Barbosa with him. Barbosa's like, oh, you can't kill me. But he didn't realize that, like, Orlando Bloom, or he, he breaks the curse, and then, like, all the pirates see they can die, and they, they surrender. Right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's correct. I was like, Johnny so, Depp, like, throws his coin to Orlando Bloom, and Orlando Bloom cuts his hand and drops it in. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, okay, so end of the movie. Uh, they're still going to hang uh, Johnny Depp for all his crimes. Uh, Will shows up and saves him. Uh, Jack escapes. The Black Pearl shows up, is there, and picks him up, and they kind of sail off uh, on adventure. Uh, and if you sit through the credits, you get an end credit sequence of that monkey stealing a piece of gold and becoming a skeleton again. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. You know what? You know what I can't remember? Because I know that uh, – I feel like Barbosa shows up in a lot more of these movies, and I can't remember how they bring him back. I feel like that that's like the big reveal at the end of the second one is that he's alive again. Um, but I haven't seen any of the other ones. He makes a deal with Davy Jones, I believe. It has something to do with it has something to do with the debt he has to pay Davy Jones. So Davy Jones like resurrects him or, or something along those lines, oh, see, which is I the thought, same thought, thing that works with Bootstrap Bill. Oh, see, I thought it was uh, that Calypso lady that brought him back because I thought oh, maybe that was that's like the thing because they're like trying to find like like I think. Jeez, this is like so not important for this conversation, but I think Johnny Depp gets like taken down to. 
Johnny Davy Jones locker and they're trying to find him. They're like, well, you need like a you need like someone who can guide you there. And the, the big reveal is that it's Barbosa and they're but it's when they go to see that Calypso lady. So, yes, anyways, that's right. Nope, that's correct. But anyways, we're, we're not here to talk about Dead Man's Chest. No, that'll be um, next week. Oh, gosh. Jody, you're going to be back, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see that they said that uh, that the the Jack Sparrow's catchphrase of savvy that was an improvised line by Johnny Depp, yeah. which is wild to me because he says it like so many times in the movie. Yeah, and it kind of caught on. Like you end up seeing it in a bunch of different things too. Like it, it shows up in other places. Savvy, uh, maybe I'll, maybe we should make savvy happen on the podcast. What do you think? No, we're good. Okay, let's not make it happen. Uh, um, do you have any uh, role reversals? I do. There's uh, actually a fair amount for this. Um, yeah, I that I like sometimes. <laughs> I like how when we make when we make the when we make when we record this, I had to pretend like whether or not I know, but I always see that there are. Yeah, you're doing there my are, research, yeah. so I'm always like, oh, are there any? But I know. So, anyways, but go ahead. There, there were some kind of wild ones. ones, like for for Jack Sparrow, they offered the role originally to Robert De Niro, which seems bananas to me. Like, yeah, it seems like it'd be terrible. He seems yeah, way too I, old. Yeah, that's in, that's insane to me. Like, I saw that. And I'm like, what? Like, what would this movie be with Robert De Niro as Captain Jack Sparrow? Uh, you know, and I think that's part of the issue is like Jack Sparrow makes this movie as a character. Um, right. And, 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 and it's such a creation of Johnny Depp that it's impossible to picture anyone else in the role it is and i think that's i think that's kind of what drives this movie because realistically you know orlando bloom's not that entertaining to watch in this Kieran knightley's not terribly entertaining to watch in this jeffrey rush is pretty good because barbosa is kind of a good villain but beyond yeah. that really johnny depp is kind of the driving force behind this movie and all of the rest of them so much so well, that they put him that. in the in the ride well, and I was going to say so much so that they make a fourth in a fourth movie that doesn't have like any of the characters from the other movies in it besides yeah Jack Sparrow. So, yep, it, it really is it becomes like you know a Jack Sparrow movie. Um, it was originally written for Hugh Jackman. That's who they had in mind when they first wrote the movie. Which you know he'd have been fine, but it wouldn't have been what wouldn't have been this. Um, I think it wouldn't have been yeah, it would have been very weird. Yeah. I think Matthew I McConaughey would have come kind of close to doing something decent with it. Um, but again, it wouldn't be this. Um, Michael Keaton was offered, was considered Jim Carrey. And then Christopher Walken was also considered, <laughs> which would have been bananas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't see him doing the sword fighting scenes or. No. Oh, not- uh- not like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Anything else you got for? Yeah, uh... we got for uh, for Will Turner, uh, Heath Ledger. It was actually between Heath Ledger and Orlando Bloom, and they ended up going with Orlando Bloom. Um, Heath Ledger would have been fine. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like every person for this category would have been perfectly fine. Jude Law would have been fine. Ewan McGregor would have been fine. Uh, Toby McGuire also would have been fine. Uh, Christian Bale, he'd have worked too. Like it's 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 so the, all of these actors are so interchangeable with that role. It's the complete opposite of Jack Sparrow. Um, They're like we just need like a, a vanilla white dude to play this yeah, part, that's the straight it. man basically, the straight man to Johnny Depp's insane creation. And then for Elizabeth Swan, Amanda Bynes. <laughs> I saw that. that was my favorite. <laughs> Maybe she wouldn't have went crazy nuts though if she had gotten this movie. But. Maybe. Uh, Jessica Alba would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jamie Alexander also would have been fine. <laughs> you know, it's it's such a weird it's such a weird movie where every actor yeah, they they act, they did a good job, but I, I think it you did, been I anybody. think you just created I think you just created one of our uh, new catchphrases of the podcast. Would have been fine. <laughs> would have been fine. <laughs> Somebody get on that emoticon. Would have been fine. Yep. Glitch would have been fine. Make that one. Make that one happen, please. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any anybody else no, as far that's, as that's uh. It. Um. 
and I and I guess we should. I mean, we. I mean, I, I guess we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this. Is that like famously uh, Johnny Depp's betrayal of Jack Sparrow was influenced heavily by Keith Richards. Uh, from the Rolling Stones, and yes. I guess they said that that's because in his research on pirates is that they said that they were like basically regarded. They were like the rock stars of the time. They were like so famous and yeah. like whatever that that's what he decided to base it on. So. And he was already good friends with Keith Richards anyway, so right. that's they, you know, that's where time, the headband and all that stuff came from. How many times do you think the word parlay is said in the movie, guys? Fifty six. <laughs> Seventeen. 15 times 56 times really that's go big or go home you know what you know it's lpj rewound it and listen to it again no you know what's really funny is that lpj just confused his facts because the word pirate or piracy are used 56 times oh no so he knew i didn't see that that. just a guess that was just a guess oh all right all right um all right well uh anything else do we want to bring up or mention or you think we're ready to get in the rating for this did you uh, see that Johnny Depp's dentist got a credit in the movie for his gold <laughs> I teeth? I didn't see that. Did you see that? Johnny Depp wanted, like, all gold teeth, and they're like, no. Well, did you and see they- that big thing where, like, he when he talked to, like, uh, Gore Verbinski, he wanted, like, Jack Sparrow to, like, have, like, he lost his nose in a sword fight, and it was, like, sewed to his face, and he was, like, scared of peppers, and or pepper, and getting a cold, and, like, they were like, no, you can't do this. Like, it's just, no, we're not doing that. Like, it's I hard thought that to, that was kind of wild. It's hard to believe that this is the dialed-down version of Jack Sparrow that Johnny Depp had in mind. Yeah, that is oh. kind of wild that, like, they, they there were, like, it could have been a more even crazier character. Well, I, I just... Yeah. You know, because I definitely saw the second movie. His he just keeps kind of ramping things up, movie to movie, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. I I, I think that's probably true, and I'm sure it's because this was a huge franchise, and you know, it keeps making money. Like, okay, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. You know, but there is like diminishing returns. Like, I did look up the franchise, and it's like second movie makes the most money total. Third, third movie makes the second most money, then this movie, and then it's, like, the fourth one, the fifth one. Like, they keep making – I mean, they're still making, like, over – but I think the, the, the fifth one only made, like, $170 million or something, so. Okay. Fair I don't enough. know how much it costs. I didn't get into that, so. All right. So we good? Anything else? I think, I, I think I'm ready to rate it. All right. Well, then in that case, let me hit that machine gun sound. All right, super fan Jody, since you picked this movie and wanted to be on so bad, uh, yeah. you want to go first or you want to have us go first? Yeah. When you asked me and you sent me a text, you're like, hey, you want to do Pirates? And I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I'm going to think about this one. You, I you, you can it. just give it five machine guns. It's fine. So I watched it this week and I'm like, this movie is fine. <laughs> Just like you said, this movie would have been fine if it wasn't two and a half hours long. I There's nothing I didn't enjoy about it, but I didn't find anything that memorable, memorable about it either. I have a half a page of notes is all I was able to. I was like, there's no like funny lines. There was no like things that stood out to me. It was a lot. It was good. I was entertained. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like it was fine. Exactly fine. <laughs> Oh, so man. I'm gonna go with um, I'll go with three cursed gold medallions. What's a, what's a medallion? Medallion. <laughs> it's um, like a bazooka. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go next. Uh, I I like this movie a lot. Like I've always liked this movie. Um, I, I can't say that I love the whole franchise, but this movie I've always loved. It's I, I it is long, but it doesn't. It's one of those movies where it, it doesn't really feel that long to me. I think it keeps the action moving and it has its action sequence kind of spaced out enough where you're always entertained. Like I said, I am not a Johnny Depp fan, but I love him in this movie. Uh, I like Jeffrey Rush. I think everyone else does a serviceable job, and I, I do really like this movie. It's funny because listening to Jody talk, I'm like, oh man, like we're gonna be really far apart on it, but we're not. I'll give it three and a half machine guns. Because I do really like it. Um, 
Yeah. Um, I think Jack Sparrow is one of the best characters ever created for film. Like he's just such a creation of Johnny Depp and fits so well in this that he kind of, he, he's, he, he's gone beyond this film. Like the Jack Sparrow character kind of infects everything, um, in pop culture. Uh, it's, it's, it's just gone beyond the film itself. Um, and the movie is entertaining. Like it's, it is a long movie, but I think it's appropriately long for the the plot and the action and everything that happens in it. Um, and it looks it looks good, like it's a good looking movie too. Like it didn't hurt to watch. Um, all the special effects were great. I think the special effects actually really held up, considering it was two thousand three. Yeah. No, I agree with you one hundred percent. Like I think there's only. Like, the skeletons and all that stuff look really good. There's a few shots where you're kind of like, ah, that doesn't look great. But for the most part, like you said, for how long ago it was made, I, it does hold up really sure. good. Especially now, like, because on Disney you can watch it in 4K. So I was watching it in 4K. And, and, usually, and sometimes the older movies, when you're watching it in that high of a resolution, you can sort of see the seams. Um, this yeah. you couldn't. Like, it looked really good. Uh, it's a very well-made movie. It's written. It's written well. Um, I definitely remember it being funnier the first time I saw it, but I think that's because I didn't expect what I was going to end up seeing. Like it, it caught me off guard in a good way. This, because I knew what to expect. The humor, I don't think landed as well the second time. Um, but I, you I, know, I it's like anything. It's like, you know, I once think, you know the I magic think, trick, think, it's not the same. Well, yeah. And I think that's the case for a lot of not movies that aren't comedies like i feel like comedies i feel like you can rewatch and rewatch and the jokes are still funny i feel like movies like this or whatever where they're not straight up comedies like you're not yeah. you're maybe not going to be as funny to you the second time through that's fair no you're right about that cuz it's not as unexpected you know you're right a lot of the humor is the fact that it's unexpected um but regardless i was thoroughly entertained by this um i will probably watch it again at some point not really anytime soon, but I'll definitely watch it again sometime. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four machine guns with this um, because I think it has. I enjoyed it, but I think on top of that, it has a more universal appear the, appeal than a lot of our movies do. Um, Are you gonna no, show it to your kids? Yeah, I don't. You, see, that's the thing. I don't think Ash will sit down and watch it. The older uh, Ash is my older child, which you guys obviously know. I don't think he'll sit down and watch it. Um, but Felix definitely would, but I wouldn't necessarily show it to him right now because he's only six. So well, that's, I mean, you could probably watch an rated R movie when you were six. There's a big, difference. Your game, there's a big difference between, uh, me at six and them at six. And it has a lot to do with who's parenting them. <laughs> well, well, anyways, yeah. So this, uh, this is. A, it, it, I feel like this is probably, like you said, this is probably one where I feel like a lot of people listening have seen it. So it's not like, hey, but if for some reason you haven't seen it, yeah, check it out. I would definitely say check this one out. Uh, yeah, this one definitely does not fit the uh, uh, underrated, uh, uh, you know, under the radar films of the year that were that were generally. Yeah, which, which which shocking! It's a movie that we all actually didn't hate watching, and it doesn't fit the theme of the year. I know so. that's crazy how that works out. Oh man, how about that? Um, yeah, well. Um, all right, let me plug some stuff. Uh, yeah. First, I want to plug the Legend of Retro. So go to the, the podcast end. They're not issuing any new episodes, but they're episodes that you can go back and listen to uh, anytime. They don't really have any kind of timestamp on them. They're not um, topical insofar as, you know, they're from a certain era of time. You can go back and listen to them at any point. They're, they're evergreen is what you would call them. Uh, and in one episode in particular, the Secret of Monkey Island episode, which I was a guest on, uh, ties very nicely into this episode as well. Um, but they are available on GameZillaMedia.com and anywhere podcasts are available, as are we, the Last Action Podcast. We have new episodes every Monday. Uh, and we are available anywhere where podcasts are available. And if you go to GameZillaMedia.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page, you can click on the Discord button and you can chat with us and tell us how much you love this movie and how wrong <laughs> Jody is for not loving this movie. Um, you could, yeah, you can talk fine. to you can talk to Jody. Jody's all over the Discord. If you want to hit Jody up on that food channel on the Discord, 
he'll be there. Yep. Any, anything you want to plug about the Food Channel? Um, I would like to plug sending LBJ ET I said the Food the Channel. <laughs> what do you want to plug about the Food Channel? Fine. Post pictures of ET, preferably ET's feet, on the Food Channel for LPJ. Just tag him in it. Also, oh, no. I'd like to plug having the guest pick movies on Last Action Podcast. <laughs> you know, I've I listened to last week's episode. You didn't let poor AJ pick a movie either. He no, I did. I, mean, I asked him, and he asked me to pick for him. Well, that was a bad choice. Well, look at. <laughs> I can't we, argue I, I with will, that, but I give the I, I will say it, it has been a minute since we let the guests pick a movie. What I think the problem is is that we've been trying to do these themed seasons, so it's harder, you know, but I, that's fair. We can maybe do a little better job. Yeah, fine. You know what? I, I am all up for doing 21 Drum Street. You had messaged me about it. It's, what, the 10th anniversary? Yeah, we should have been doing that today. We can't instead. No, we can still do that movie at some point. I and I think that's an underrated action movie, and I enjoy that one quite a bit. You remember how hard I laughed at the trailer? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do. Uh, you love that movie, right? Yeah, what's not to love about that movie? Exactly. Fine. So <laughs> five machine so, guns. So in in a couple years, we can do Twenty One Jump Street. A couple years. Oh gosh. A couple years. Jody's taking over. So in your fiftieth birthday. In like a year and a half? Ooh, maybe. (laughs) Wow, that hurts. Anyway, back to the plugs. Uh, Check us out on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. We're all over the place there, too. Uh, 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 Jody, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, also, I forgot. Joe likes the shirtless Henry Cavill pics. Yeah, shirtless Henry Cavill. If you could find one of Henry Cavill tweaking his own nipple, Joe would be all about that. Well... Yeah, no. Uh, well, th- yeah. Thanks for being on, Jody. I know, like you and Chops, kind of have a, a a back and forth about who's been on the show more. So, um, you know, good news, uh, guys. It's Tush. I was like, I think it's Tush now. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, Tush has rocketed Fuck the tush. to the top. Well, he's, he's not going to listen to this. He's seen everything, and he's generally available to talk about stuff. So he's a good. Eddie has a lot to say, so it really takes a lot of pressure off me and LBJ. It really does. Those are the, those are the best guests, the one that uh, required me to talk the least. So join us next week when the tush will be on. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, <laughs> this, this episode of the last <laughs> action <laughs> podcast <laughs> has, this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated. But. We'll be back. Oh. <laughs> Not you. The legend continues.